God's mercies are renewed to His beloved every morning, and His mercies are displayed especially in times of trouble. We were never promised a life free of trouble, but we are promised an ever-present help. Psalms 9, verses 9 through 10, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. To the blood-bought, the times of trouble are the places of purification. Consider the following verses, Psalms 119.67, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now have I kept thy word. Psalms 119.71, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Psalms 119, verse 75, I know, O Lord, that thy judgments are right, and that thou in faithfulness hast afflicted me. Times of trouble are times of utter cleansing, of purification and fervency. At this place of clean hands and pure hearts, access to God and his mercies are found. James 5, verse 16, Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This place in times of trouble where the presence of God is so profound begins at a place called born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you yet to be born again? Will today be the day you find your help in the time of trouble? Will today be the day all of your sin and shame is expunged? You are in the valley of decision. Choose Christ and live. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, 2 Timothy three fourteen through 17 But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God said, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19, the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Matthew 24, verse 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Man said, Today is the time of academic enlightenment. We have been liberated from the dark ages of the Bible and its superstitions. Now the record. We have seen their champions and all their bluster and vain glory, but the childlike have not been intimidated. We have seen them in their various fields of unbelief and disobedience, thumping arrogant chest, yet the childlike have not been intimidated. All of this sort have a common and deadly chink in their armor that ensures their certain demise. The common denominator is Satan's carnal seed of unbelief. And it is unbelief by which all sin is defined. Romans 14.23, For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. 
They are bound and blinded by the spirit of unbelief and will readily believe the lie. We need to know that God's word is true and righteous altogether, and that means altogether, every jot and every tittle. Truly, literally, everything depends upon it. Several decades ago, the original God Said, Man Said Proof series was published. Declarations from the Bible were offered in rapid fashion, and then third-party confirmations, many times inadvertent confirmations from today's academics, they were stated. A series of features will follow in the spirit of the original proof series. All reasonable doubts will soon dissolve. Number 1. Genesis 1.1 In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Until the 1960s, most evolutionary scientists believed the earth had no beginning, but now they are certain that it did. Number two, Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 and Genesis chapter 1 14 through 19 tells us that there was light before the sun. Today's science theorizes that there was light before the sun. Number three, Genesis chapter 1 verses 6 through 7 show God placing water above the sky on the second day of creation, and Genesis seven eleven and 12 reads, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth, 40 days and 40 nights. Today's scientists now theorize the water on earth originally fell from the sky. Number four. God's Word teaches that the entire earth, all of its amenities, as well as the universe itself, was formed to bless mankind. Science knows this unimaginable phenomenon as the anthropic principle. Number 5. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created him, male and female created he them. Between your ears is the most underdeveloped resource in the universe. Man has been created in the image and likeness of God. Imagine God-like brain capabilities between your ears. Neurologists have discovered that a single human brain has more information processing units than all the computers, routers, and internet connections on Earth. Pseudoscience's claim of slime to man just doesn't compute. Number 6, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Because light years can be measured into billions of years, science has concluded that light is immortal. Certainly, that conclusion is true. Number 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of, gro of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Biologists have discovered that the chemical makeup of the human body mirrors that of the earth. Every schoolboy knows that when you die, the body recycles back to the earth. Man eats a hole in the earth and fills it when he dies. Number eight, God named the first man he made Adam. Genesis chapter two. 
Adam means red dirt. When missionaries came across the ancient Miatsu tribe, a non-Judeo-Christian culture, they were surprised to discover they maintained an extremely accurate genealogical record. But what shocked the missionaries the most was that the Miatsu record stated that the first man's name was Dirt. Number 9. Genesis 3, verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Grandmother Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, and ancient, non-Judeo-Christian societies say absolutely yes. Number 10, Genesis two nineteen and 20, and out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found an helpmeet for him. Adam was not a grunting, club-wielding caveman. He was made in the image and likeness of God and named every creature God made. Adam was God's first generation of mankind, a genius in every regard and by every measurement, Acts and Facts reports. Do today's children have lower IQs than yesterday's? Yes, according to the measurements of intellectual and emotional strength gathered from different countries and contexts. The results show the same basic decline and resist the notion that public or other forms of education are to blame. Could the cause instead lie within? Stanford University professor Gerald Crabtree thinks so. He published a pair of essays in the journal Trends in Genetics, citing new discoveries that show why the human intellect is surprisingly fragile. Crabtree identified two fundamental processes as the main culprits. First, human intelligence uses neurons, and these cells can only function properly if their genes stay in top shape. Second, these genes are susceptible to degradation. The loss of organization occurs continually as mutations slowly, irreversibly garble genes, and the resulting errors pile up and are not corrected. Each new generation accrues about 60 new mutations to the gene-coding DNA regions of the human genome. Crabtree, uh, Crabtree excuse me, applied this rate to calculate that every 20 to 50 generations, we should sustain a mutation in one copy of one of our many ID genes. As a result, in the past 3,000 years then, each of us should have accumulated at the very least 2.5 to 6 mutations in ID genes. Accordingly, the human intellect perhaps reached a peak 2,000 to 6,000 years ago. This appears to confirm three lessons that can be drawn from the Bible. First, Adam and Eve's brains were originally very good. Second, we had our best brains about 6,000 years ago. Third, humanity has suffered genetic degradation since then under the curse. End of quotes. Number 11. Genesis 1, 29 through 30, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so.
all of God's creation was originally vegetarian. Paleontologists unearthed a very ancient crocodile and were floored to discover that it was a vegetarian with flat, horse-like teeth. Number 12, Genesis 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Evolutionists claim there was no single pair of parents from which all mankind sprang forth. Rather, they theorized that humanity just popped up in various places around the globe. That was the prevailing academic belief until microbiology said just one minute. Science now knows that all mankind on today's earth are the offspring of one mother and one father. These two are known in the science textbooks as MTDNA Eve and Y chromosome Adam. Number 13, Genesis chapter 2, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. God was the world's first anesthesiologist. Number 14, Genesis 2, verse 22. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Ancient non-Judeo-Christian societal records called the mother of all mankind the woman of the rib. Number 15. Why did God choose the rib? Surgeons find the prime candidate for necessary bone grafts to be rib bones. Rib bones are filled with bone marrow that manufacture red and white blood cells. Number 16, Genesis chapter 2, verse 22. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Scientists were scratching their heads when they found something in female brains that wasn't supposed to be there. They found male DNA. God said man suggests they consider Adam's rib. Number 17, Genesis 3, verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Paleontologists have discovered that the snake once had legs. Tiny vestigials remain of what were once legs and are found in the bodies of many snakes. Genesis 3.14, let me read it again to you. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and thus shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Carl Wieland writes in Creation Magazine, Snakes do deliberately and purposely eat and lick dust. There is an organ in the roof of a snake's mouth called the Jacobson organ. This helps the snake to smell in addition to its nose. Its darting forked tongue samples bits of dust by picking them up on the points of the fork, which it then presents to its matching pair of sensory organs inside its mouth. Once it has smelt uh, them in this way, the tongue must be cleaned so the process can be repeated immediately. Therefore, certain uh, serpents, excuse me, really do lick dust and eat it. End of quote. Number 19, Genesis 5, verse 2. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. The legal structure of the marriage union, where the wife assumes her husband's name, 
is established in this verse. It has been the legal standard since the beginning of time. Number 20, Genesis 5, verse 5, And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Could it be that Adam lived 930 years? A host of ancient, non-biblical historians agree that men lived to a thousand years in the days of old. I recall Carl Sagan's challenge to God's book of Genesis. According to a 2006 issue of Discover magazine concerning the dead man Carl Sagan, Sagan approaches religion like any phenomenon. He isn't on a quest for life's meaning, for a comforting philosophy, or even a guide uh, to how we should treat the neighbors. Sagan seeks truth of a demonstrable kind. As a puckish example, he wonders why the book of Genesis didn't include God's inspired truths. End of quote. Did Carl Sagan actually ever read the book of Genesis? God's word is the certifiable truth, a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, 2 Timothy three fourteen through 17 but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God said, Proverbs 3, verse 19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Man said, Today is the time of academic enlightenment. We have been liberated from the dark ages of the Bible and its superstitions. Now you have the record.